Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you have your Bibles, we are in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. If you were here before, you know that the city of Corinth was the capital of that region, had about 400,000 people, and it was about 40 miles west of Athens. And Corinth had a reputation for drunkenness and sexual immorality. I don't know what city you would pick to kind of compare that to. It used to be Las Vegas, but Las Vegas is kind of like weak sauce now compared to some of the other cities in America. But, uh, but they had a temple in Corinth. Uh, for It was built for the Greek goddess Aphrodite or Venus, uh, and uh, the Roman name. And there was about a thousand priestesses. Well, they were really uh, prostitutes that came down every night into the town. And, and so people would go and worship with these prostitutes doing sexual immoral things. So that's the town that they live in. So, I mean, I think Corinth would make, you know, Portland seem like a pretty easygoing place, I suppose. I don't know. But, uh, but the First Corinthians letter that Paul wrote was a corrective epistle. It was a church in that kind of town. And there were a lot of doctrinal errors, and he was trying to straighten out you know, their doctrinal understanding. And then there was some carnality in the church, and that's where we got the term, you know, carnal Christian from the Corinthian church there. And, and so in 1 Corinthians 3, 1, Paul said, For you are still carnal, for where there is envy and strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal? And in that world, you know, speaking about being a carnal Christian. And now, as we think about this second letter, uh, it is, a, a, you know, a, the second letter written by Paul and Titus came to Paul in Philippi and told him about how the church in Corinth responded to the first letter, the uh, first letter that he wrote to the Corinthians. And, uh, and so, like many who hear the gospel and hear the truth of God's word, uh, some did repent and were corrected, and we're going to read about that in 2 Corinthians, and some did not repent and re- receive the correction. And that's important for us to understand as we uh, want to you know, share God's love with people. Uh, even the Apostle Paul, who was one of the greatest preachers ever, there were many people in the Corinthian church that didn't want to hear him. And so Paul wrote Second Corinthians about a year after he wrote First Corinthians. And so let's pick it up in verse 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Now, in those days, they started out with who's writing the letter. You know, we write a big, long letter, Dear Susie, and then six pages later at the end, we write, Love Bob, right? So they wrote at the beginning who it's from. So it's from Paul, and who is Paul? He's an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. I love this, that uh, those carnal Christians that did not receive the correction uh, correction that he wrote to them about in 1 Corinthians, uh, they were challenging his apostleship, and they were kind of saying, Paul, who are you to tell us what to do and how to live? And and so Paul starts out with, well, I'm, I'm writing this letter to the church because I am an apostle called by God. And I love it that he writes down uh, 
by the will of God. It wasn't Paul's plan. He didn't want to be a Christian. He was, he was uh, hating Christians, but God called him, God chose him, and God is working through him, and that was just God, God's call. In verse 1 where it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother. Now, Timothy was not a co-author of this letter, uh, but he was just with Paul, and so he puts him in there. So he says, to the church of God, which is at Corinth. So it's to, uh, you know, the church, so it, it applies to us as well, but it was specifically to the, Corinth and the Corinthian church in those days, and uh, with all the saints who are in Achaia. So uh, it's to all the saints and to the church in Corinth and to uh, saints in Achaia. That's the area around Corinth there, the southern part of Greece. Verse 2, he says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So most of you know the Greeks, they greeted people like we say hello. They said charis, uh, which was uh, Greek for grace, right? And, and grace meant uh, may you have favor in life better than you deserve, right? And so, uh, you know, I love it. You ask some people at church, how you doing? And they say, better than I deserve. It's like, yep, that's grace, right? So, uh, and then grace, and then peace. Peace was the Hebrew greeting, shalom. And so Paul's being, you know, kind of uh, attacked by some of those in the Corinthian church who didn't really want to listen to him, and they were questioning his credentials. Who are you to tell us anything? And yet he says to him, and he starts out with him, grace and peace. Now, I love this because Paul is a great example for us in our day where we have so much division and hostility in our society, and they had a lot of hostility in their society as well. You know, people ask me all the time, do you think that it's worse now than it was in Jesus' day? And my response is, when's the last time you saw somebody dip a Christian in wax and light him up in their backyard as a candle? right? I mean, you think it, it, that's what they did. Nero did that, right? So uh, Paul's a great example that he speaks words of kindness to them, grace and peace to you, right? And, and this really speaks to my heart because, you know, I didn't grow up in the church and, and um, you know, I just wasn't raised with kindness. I was raised with the Darwinian evolutionary theory, right? Survival of the fittest, learn to fight, <laughs> and might makes right, which is all not Christian. But, uh, but Paul says in uh, Titus 3, 1, and I have this in my little prayer list that I pray every day. He said, remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey and to be ready for every good work. And, and here's the part I pray, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. So that's what Paul wrote to Titus. And, you know, for me, I think it's important for us as Christians that we be peaceable and gentle and humble in our witness towards people. Sometimes I see Christians who are angry, and they're just the opposite of what Paul, and, and I could give you 10 other verses that say the exact same thing, that the wisdom of God is peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, right, the wisdom of God. And, and so for all of us, we need to think about when we are talking to somebody that we disagree with. And Paul is writing a letter to some who disagreed with him, and yet he says grace and peace. And for me, uh, you know, my wife always encourages me that if I talk about some whack politician who's passing, you know, legislation that is destroying people's lives, that I need to be peaceable, gentle, you know, showing all humility, right? And so, uh, yeah, and it is a thing that, 
that we need to speak evil of no one. In other words, that we shouldn't be saying that evil, wicked, blah, blah, you know, right? It might be true, but the Bible tells us to be, you know, peaceable and gentle. So uh, not that we shouldn't do our part, which you all need to vote, right? This November, y'all got in a lull, right? Like, are we doomed to what we have? No, you need to vote, right? And look, if you're here and you're like, I'm not voting because there's nobody good to vote for. Well, look, those days are long gone. If you don't know, we are now voting for the lesser of two evils always, right? I mean, if you're waiting for the Apostle Paul to run and him to vote for, it's not going to happen, right? Some people are like, well, there's just nobody good to vote for. But there is somebody better than somebody else, right? I mean, even though there's a lot of wacko people. And so, you know, uh, but we need to be gracious towards them. And as we get towards November, I can tell you that, you know, the— all the division, divisiveness, and you know, just gets ramped up. And, and the enemy wants God's people to be full of anger and bitterness and evil speaking. And yet Paul speaks to these people who are against him, and he says grace and peace, right? And that's what I want to do. I want to be gracious and peaceful. Now, Paul didn't have a choice. They didn't get a vote, right? They just burned Christians uh, and persecuted Christians. We get to vote, right? So our country depends on people voting so we get to do that and uh, hopefully we're going to try to do a civics class uh, my son Dave has been working on I think he's gonna I don't know if he's gonna lead it I don't know if he's in here but anyway uh, yeah so we want to we want to know about that but as we think about all the division God wants us to love people right and you can disagree with someone and say you know what that's the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life <laughs> uh, so I think that's wrong uh, but now you know uh, people want to argue, but you just need to be peaceful, right? So that's why the Bible says, be at peace with everyone if possible. Some people, they just want to argue and fight. And so you can't do anything about what they do, but you can do what you do. So he says in verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Now I love this. In verse 3, where it says, blessed be, we get the English word eulogize, right? And uh, when you think of a eulogy, right, and, and we do lots of funerals here at the church, a eulogy is usually the last words that are spoken about a person's life. Now, when he says, blessed be God the Father, what does eulogy have to do with that? Well, when you think about a eulogy at a funeral, people usually speak about their character, right? I mean, we do lots of funerals here, and people will get up and say they were so faithful and loving and good father and good husband, all those sort of things kind and funny. I mean, I, sometimes we do funerals, and I think, man, I wish I was in that guy's family. I mean, I've never met anybody that nice. I mean, maybe they exaggerate. I don't know. But uh, Paul now, as he says, blessed be, he's talking about the characteristics of God and the character of God. And, and what he says is he starts with the God of all comfort, right? And, and that speaks of the character of God. When you think about being a Christian, if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit dwells in you, then part of God's nature is to comfort our souls, right? And, and many of you experience that, uh, you know, during the last two years of craziness in our society. And even, to, I mean, just daily, it's like, you know, I don't watch the news, really. I don't watch network news, but I scroll on my iPad. I mean, and it's it's every day. It's like, we're going to war with China. Nope, I met Russia. We're going to war with Russia. Nope, uh, now it's the new Ebola. What is that? Nope, it's no, now it's monkeypox. No, you're all going to die. Get it. Uh, it's like, it's just every day. Ah, right? And, but, the, but God is the God of all comfort, right? And Paul uses this word comfort 10 times in these verses 3 to 7. Verse 4, he says, 
who comforts us in all our tribulation. Notice that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now, I love this. Very important to have proper expectations about your Christian experience because it says God comforts us in our tribulation. Now, if you think about your life and what's coming, verse 4 tells you tribulation is coming, right? The Scripture do not promise immunity from trials for anybody. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you